This is the UU Perspective with your host, Sharon Merrill. This is episode 45 of the UU Perspective, where you hear weekly interviews from Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists that are changing the world. Whether you're already a member or a seeker exploring the faith, there is something here for everyone. So as you sit, walk, jog, or drive, enjoy the conversations you're about to hear. Did you know that the UUA offers a summer seminary and a luminary leadership program to youth who are in high school who want to experience what it's like to be a minister? The program provides them a way to experience what it would be like to attend a seminary program, and they get to attend workshops that introduce them to a variety of areas within the ministry and experience the preparation it takes to speak in front of their peers inside of what they call a preach-off. They discover if it's their calling or maybe it creates more engagement in their own congregations amongst their worship committees. But what a great way for youth to really know and find out whether that's something they want to pursue in the future. So we're developing youths who are going to be great leaders and who are going to carry on our UU traditions. So today you're going to hear from Stephen Ballesteros and Alex Jensen, who attended the programs back in 2014 and 2013, respectively. And Alex was actually part of the very first uh, summer seminary program that was offered, and that was done in the Boston area at the headquarters. And after that, they 2014, they offered it at the Meadville Lumbar School. And from what we understand, it's going to be offered at Star King this coming year in 2016. So let's hear what their experiences were and what encouraging words they have to those who may be thinking about possibly attending it in the future. So here are Stephen and Alex. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining me today, and our guests today are Stephen and Alex, and first of all, I, I've already given you guys some information about about them, but I'd like to go ahead and have them both tell you a little bit about themselves and their involvement in the UU community. So, Stephen, go ahead. Sure. It's nice to talk to you all today. My name is Stephen Ballesteros. Um currently located uh, near Seattle, Washington. I was born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, currently serve uh, the Edmonds Unitarian Universalist Congregation, working with our families in our faith development programming. And I also serve on the UA Nominating Committee um, and on the UUA General Assembly Right Relationship Team as co-chair. All right, and Alex. So uh, my name is Alex Jensen. I am a second-year student at California State University in Monterey Bay in um, Seaside, California. Um, I'm from Fremont, California, where in the eighth grade, I joined um, Mission Peak Unitarian Universalist Congregation, which coincidentally was maybe 15 minutes away from my home. And it was a really nice place to go as a, uh, I guess, a religious, explorative youth at the time. And I found my home there. And so as soon as I started attending there, I got really involved with the UUA on certain programs like 
I was a summer seminary alum, and that got me into Luminary Leaders, which then got me to serve on the Western Regional Subcommittee on Candidacy as a as a committee member at one point before it um, has been dissolved. And I'm I'm also working right now with the uh, UUA to develop a workshop for college youth and high school youth to start interfaith programming. And so that's really exciting. It recently got approved, and we're looking forward to hosting that at General Assembly this summer. Well, let's uh, get into, we're going to be talking about the uh, Summer Seminary Program and also the Luminary Leaders Alumni. And can you give kind of a definition of what both of those are? So the Luminary Leaders Program is a, it's a comprehensive program that allows ideally um, youth to to work with the UUA to serve on committees and uh, other places in the Unitarian Universalist uh, community. Um, it enables them to kind of get their names out there in the UU world and kind of show that they have leadership potential and ability to serve on these different uh, capacities. And once you've become a graduate of that program, like Stephen and I both were, you become an alum- a member of the Luminary Leaders alumni, which... Um, I guess you, you work with the UA more in that programming to kind of further develop the program. And your names are kind of listed places that people can look up more. So it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big plus to anybody that's considering um, any form of leadership capacity with the UA. If you are high school youth or if you're a young adult, if you want to be a part of this, we eagerly encourage you. All right. And Stephen? Uh, so Summer Seminary is a program for Unitarian Universalist youth uh, in high school who are looking to explore uh, becoming a religious professional, um, whether that be some form of ministry um, or even some form of like uh, lifespan religious education or even um, uh, uh, professional uh, career in our music ministry. And so what it is, is uh, the UUA partners with a theology, theology school um, somewhere in the States and they hold that event there and it's several days long and they go through uh, these youth go through a process of learning about different forms of ministry and the processes and classes and and career paths that you can take towards these careers and you get to be interviewed um, and interview different um, members of the UUA leadership. I know that when I went, we went to uh, partner with the Medieval Lombard Theological School we were able to also spend some time talking to hospital chaplains in the area um, and spend a lot of time doing personal discernment as well, feeling out uh, our intentions and our beliefs. Uh, and then we were also able to preach um, at a local church. And so it's a great opportunity for youth to uh, further explore their belief systems and their career paths, but also really to get some hard, concrete answers uh, to their questions about this form of leadership. And why did either one of you get interested in wanting to participate in the uh, summer seminary program? Um, Well, to be honest, I didn't really know I wanted to participate in this program. What ended up happening is in 10th grade of my high school, um, I wrote a research paper on what it would take to become a minister. Basically, all, all youth at our high school are required to kind of do a job search paper. And so while people were looking up things like how to become a doctor, how to become a lawyer, I, for some reason, thought, hey, you know, I'll learn more about how to become a minister. And um, I got a lot of really enthusiastic responses, and it, it kind of guided me to 
kind of be open to experiencing what life would be like as a religious professional. And so I got an email one day from our director of religious education at the congregation, um, and it kind of suggested, hey, if you're at all interested in your high school youth, the UUA is opening up this program for the first time. Why don't you go ahead and try to apply for it? And I thought, okay, I'll go for it. And um, it was a really good decision. And so that's kind of how I got involved with Summer Seminary. And did that end up having you decide that you wanted to become a minister? (laughs) I think it's fair to say yes. I'm pursuing ministry right now as a career. Okay. And Stephen? So I... I'm not, I'm not positive uh, exactly uh, when I decided to apply, but I know that that's sort of where my leadership has taken me. Uh, when I was just about 13, I started serving on several committees in my local congregation. Um, within a year and a half, I was uh, serving on the UA Youth Ministry Advisory Committee. And soon after that uh, committee resolved, I was, I think, uh, approached by Carrie McDonald, who must have been, um, who's at that point the director of the Youth and Adult Office, and he encouraged me to apply to that program. And so I did. And it's definitely intentional. And in my early teens, I was also uh, watching one of my mom's, Christiana, um, form her Unitarian Universalist ministry. Um, she was uh, in and out of school and going through the ministerial processes. And uh, that's definitely been the uh, trajectory that I'm on. And uh, I was really glad to, to hear about this program and to uh, find out that that year I was, in fact, able to make the time because the year before I, I was not. <laughs> okay, it, but so you have chosen to go into the ministry too? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That is uh, the direction I'm headed in. Okay, and uh, do you like know where you'll attend theology school, or what's the plan for that? Uh, that I do not know for a fact. Um, I'm hoping to attend the Star King School for the ministry, um, and that's something that I'm currently working on, uh, conversations and networking around. Um, I, uh, I'm off, I have for the last couple of years, uh, been holding two or three jobs at a time and taking care of family members. And so it's been a interesting mix of career experience and, and not having, uh, the, the time sometimes to get the academic experience that I would like. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping to, to still, uh, finagle my way into, into that opportunity. All right. All right. Did both of you attend at the same time, the, the summer seminary program? No. Okay. When when did you attend, Stephen? 2014. Okay. And Alex, you were 2013, the first one, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And what did you find when you were there? What was the biggest impact that happened to you as you were you were there? What was the biggest kind of aha moment? Well, um, I guess for me, the biggest moment that I had, I was preparing and it took me probably a good night of working through this um, for the the summer seminary preach-off that goes on. The idea is there were 15 other youth and myself and we were all going to give kind of like a mini sermon on a topic that we were kind of prompted with. And so my prompt was very open-ended. It read something like, why should we care about blank? And so I decided to throw um, stuff about human rights in there. And I just really worked with that. And it took me a good night to hammer out what exactly I was going to say and kind of revising it. And I found myself really kind of liking this experience of of writing down what I'm going to say and then getting up in front of my peers that are really only there to support me and uh, speak a piece like that. Um, the biggest aha moment for me was when I found out that um, they wanted me to come back and preach again. And that was really kind of shocking to me because I didn't think that 
my delivery was as great or anything like that. But um, they voted me back along with two other people to come and preach another message. And so that was that was kind of wonderful. And that was a big eye-opening experience for me. Oh, wow. That's really great. And did you, um, and you said you ended up preaching back, did you preach back at your, your congregation then? Yeah, this, um, not, not yet yesterday, but the, the Sunday before that, I actually put on a, the, the service before Christmas, I put on the service there as the worship leader and gave a sermon about, um, loneliness during the holidays. And so that was a really, that was a really interesting and wonderful experience as well. Another kind of awe moment for me. Oh, really? Oh, really? What? What what do you think about that? What what was it? Well, I was so again. I I guess I'm my hardest critic because I didn't think I was as energized or as because I just got back from school and this is my first time being on break in a while, um, and so I, I was like literally I got back that Saturday and then that Sunday I had to put on this this service and so I was feeling really kind of energetically drained. But um, people came up after that service and were telling me that you know they 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 want me to come back again and that they were really proud of what I've developed into and just a whole bunch. And so it was, it was really kind of an affirmational experience. And I was really kind of thrilled to know that I wasn't too exhausted looking coming from college that way. But yeah. Yeah. That you can really generate a sermon just, you know, out of nothing, you can just make it. happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. And Stephen, what about you? What, what aha moment did you have when you were attending the uh, summer seminary? Sure. Um, so a few days into summer seminary, the my, my, my peers and I were experiencing some, oh gosh, it just, I don't know the quite the right word, um, just some discontent. We um, didn't feel that we had bonded enough um, and that there was some personal group uh, bonding or discernment um, or identity work uh, to be done before we could reach another level of comfort for us to then delve into the deeper uh, and more difficult activities and, and questions that we we're going to face in the next couple of days. And um, this was something that I, I think, gosh, I think there was one youth who had kind of begun to notice this and was talking about it midway through the afternoon. And by the time the evening came around, it must have been by 8 p.m., we had quite a few people who were talking about this and even uh, approaching our advisors and saying, is there any way we can make time to set aside a sacred space for one another uh, to, uh, to better bond. And I actually, I actually wrote my article about this a few months later in the Blue Belt blog. But what it was is that, uh, and one part I didn't include, um, is we did a sort of uh, a conversational circle, uh, which in the Pacific Southwest District we call it RAP, and it's a group that you get into and you create the sacred space, and then um, – there's a, a flow of discussion and, and which you're able to offer up uh, what's on your mind, what's on your heart, jumping from topic to topic and uh, really having the space to, to talk about things that you might not normally talk about uh, amidst your peers without the understanding that you have a safe space. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we were talking about this uh, need to, to work with one another, I offered up this idea of this, uh, this circle, uh, this covenantal community, and I was asked to lead it. And uh, I'd actually been taking steps back while at this uh, program because a lot of these things I was already pretty familiar with, a lot of the stuff that we were learning, I had already seen um, developed in family friends who were becoming ministers or um, in different leadership roles. And um, uh, I decided to accept that offer um, and to take up that responsibility. And I think it was at that moment that I better realized what, what role I want to play in my Unitarian Universalist leadership, um, which is 
holding that space for others and, and their pain and their joy and, uh, and developing their leadership. And that, so that was a big aha moment for me to, and uh, in some ways it was a lot less concrete than that, as I just stated right then, um, but just more of a deep feeling. Um, and uh, it felt good. So. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. And, and have you had a chance to preach at your church? Yeah, I preached at a few churches. I preached several times in my home congregation, the Mountain Vista Unitarian Universalist Church, um, and then the other church in Tucson, Arizona, which is the Unitarian Universalist Church of Tucson. I've also preached at the UU Church of Phoenix, um, and I'm scheduled to preach here at Edmonds UU Church as well. So I've got a pretty decent amount of uh, a preaching experience. I've even given a, a small sermon at the General Assembly as well. Do you feel like the program actually built up your confidence to be able to get out there and, and do the preaching at these various churches? You know, that much I don't know. That you know, that was one part of the program as well for us as doing the preach off. And uh, I was also asked back to preach uh, at the local congregation. But I think you know, some, everyone gets something different out of the summer seminar experience and out of their even their luminary leader uh, leadership. And for me, it was uh, more about developing my, my self-understanding and my relationships with, with others um, as a form of ministry um, versus uh, worship leadership or, or governance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And how many had attended uh, your group? You know, I don't know offhand, uh, but I think there might have been 14 of us. Okay. Alex, how many did you have at yours? We had a total of 16, including myself. Okay. All right. So is it kept? that small on purpose do you think well i know with our first um the first time that they opened it up it was actually still at the uh, old headquarters in boston and so there was kind of a limited amount of boarding space at the um at the boarding house that the uua had at the time and so we kind of were limited with what we could use um, in terms of resources and how much uh and again it was the first time they did it so mm. i'm sure there was some scholarship issue or um, how many people we could actually take on. Yeah, that's probably the only reason it was so small. I, I just wanted to raise up that I, I don't know for a fact, but I might imagine that that, that smaller size is sort of intentional, um, mm-hmm. just so that everyone's given a chance to really develop their leadership in that program and that the resources aren't spread too thin amidst amidst the, the people attending. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it would be hard to have. <laughs> it's a really intensive program. <laughs> <laughs> to do like a 30 people preach off, like that would take forever. But yeah. <laughs> true, true. What, um, what is like a, a typical, you said it's over two or three days. Is that correct? I think our program was five days, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. Like so, so long ago. But it is, yeah, it is a larger portion of a week. Uh, like as the years go on, I think increase it to longer and longer. When they first opened it up, it was like a Friday, Saturday, and then a Sunday mm. uh, back in Boston. And okay. I think they expanded the five days and probably it's going to be a week, maybe. So what is like a typical day then? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. What is it? <laughs> First off, it's different each day because you're, you're attending different meetings. Uh, there was one day right smack up in the middle of the program. You know, we wake up pretty early, um, you know, probably had everyone trying to wake up by 6.30 or 7.00. You know, we're eating breakfast. Um, and then we're, that day we gather together um, in a community room and whenever our schedule did a pro, uh, activity uh, around worship. Um, and then we went to Medieval Lombard and spent, gosh, maybe four hours there. Uh, I think there was three or 
three courses that we took, each uh, led by a different staff member, faculty member, Nick Lombard, um, and then also with uh, a guest um, for Inter Interfaith Youth Corps. And then we went back to the campus uh, on which we were staying and um, heard some local ministers give their perspectives and then went through a video call um, with uh, someone of the UU Ministries Network it's our music, musicians network. And then we went to the church and did some small group ministry and then had several hours in which to uh, work on our sermons. And I'm sure there was something else after that as well. <laughs> and then the next day, it's just as intensive, but there are different activities. So, ah, okay. What do you think is the biggest takeaway from it? Uh, from the program as a whole? Yeah. Uh, I think it's really just a deeper understanding understanding of religious leadership, uh, the pathways to it. And I, I guess the biggest takeaway actually would be your uh, bettering your understanding of your relationship to that process. And if that's something for you, um, and if it is, which part of that religious leadership, which form of ministry, and uh, you're really given the opportunity to have to work through those feelings um, and answer some of those questions that are being asked by people who work in that field. It really challenges you. I know several youth who came back and they said, wow, that is definitely not for me, but now I have a better idea of what is. Um, and others who said, yeah, that's for me, but wow, this is a lot more difficult or challenging than I was expecting. Um, and so it really calls you into a personal reflection and having to work through that um, that awakening, I guess, might be the best uh, way to describe it. Mm -hmm. What about you, Alex? What was the biggest takeaway? Yeah, I'd like to echo actually what Stephen said. Um, I think. The biggest and most profound thing was knowing that maybe not all of us got something or maybe not all of us came away from the, the summer seminary program with the idea that we were going to become a minister. Like I knew one of my peers wanted to really become a psychologist or another one of my peers didn't want anything to do with any form of religious leadership after that. But what we all kind of bonded on was knowing that we were there together and that we all had kind of, it's, it's the principle behind why we're Unitarian Universalists. I mean, we can be different people, but we can also come together in community. And I think that was one of the big moments where a lot of people needed this to be tested. And for some, like Stephen and myself, it, it really kind of opened a big uh, door of understanding. And then for other people, it also opened that door. But it was maybe, a, it, I mean, we're, we're called to different areas of our life for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And so I think the most profound thing from that program is knowing that it's okay wherever you are on that call and that... Um, yeah, I, th I think I, I don't think anybody had a really negative experience from this program at all. And I think, if anything, everyone really kind of benefited from learning more about becoming a religious professional and really kind of testing themselves and what their passions are. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of what the biggest takeaway is. I would echo what Stephen said. And this was for high school kids, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, what grades? Like nine through 12? I think. I think it might have been 10 through 12 for my program. I just remember that we included people who had just graduated that summer. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and I'm not sure that we that uh, the program was attended by freshmen in high school. Okay, all right. And I'm wondering if many of, in whether you know this or not, if any of the uh, uh, participants had been involved in worship at their own churches prior to this, or did it encourage them to be a part of their worship committees after? I know um, one of my uh, colleagues or my peers, um, 
basically had this really long list of preaching experience and worship leading and the whole thing. And um, for her, it was really big to come to summer seminary. It was kind of like a, yeah, like I now actually get to, to, to participate in this. Like I already know that religious um, leadership is in my blood and that that's what I want to do. So I, I think for a lot of us, it was the first time experiencing it. But yeah, there were a fair number of people that really had the experience going into it. Did you find that the same, Stephen? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a smaller percentage of the wider group that has that sort of experience. You know, I'm, I'm more, uh, I'm, I was definitely closer to that person, uh, whoever that is that Alex was describing. But I also know that there were uh, people that attended the program that had just been involved with um, a couple events at their uh, church, maybe a two and or three in the community. And when they got back from summer seminary, uh, were super psyched to have the opportunity uh, to come back and speak in their own pulpit, which is something that uh, I'd never done before. And so I think we had a real vast breadth of experience. And uh, for some people, that was uh, it was all about what they could now do post-program in their own communities that they um, didn't have some of the, the insight to do before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you think, did this have an impact on you participating in the Luminary Leader Program, or was just that totally separate? Well, uh, the Summer Seminary Program, as well as like the Multicultural Leadership School um, and a few other leadership programs or experiences that you can go through are um, sort of a, a admit, uh, admission pass uh, to the Luminary Leaders and few are uh, pretty involved with those programs or along with some of those programs you're given the opportunity often to uh, join luminary leaders uh, if that's something that you say you're interested in so um, when you I know when I finished the summer seminary program we were offered up a a sheet of all types of different uh, leadership opportunities uh, including uh, luminary leaders and it was asked if that's something that we were interested in and if so then we would check it off um, you know, like, are you interested in UUA governance? Are you interested in being on committees um, that put together uh, social justice curriculum, et cetera, et cetera? How long is that program? Uh, it's more of a, a, a networking base um, mm-hmm. where we, within our own groups, can develop our leadership as well as uh, communities and mission Rosalism can reach out and ask for someone um, who's a youth and young adult who has a skill set. And then within our group, we're given these opportunities uh, because we're able to then see them. And hear about them. It's not like a, a program in and of itself that that develops, uh, you know, classes or um, courses for people, but more like a place for us to develop our leadership with one another, as well as be given the opportunity to, to do more in the Unitarian Universalism denomination. Yeah, it's it's like a list of recognized leaders within the UU world. Is kind of the analogous idea of it. It's still a program, but. It's it's not like you spend a week um, like with summer seminary or anything like that. It's it's much more stratified. It's kind of like a, a an open door to serving in different leadership capacities. And so, people that are in the UU world can look at that the fact that you are a luminary leader and kind of know that you've had some experience leading something in the UU world in order to get into that program. And now you're kind of a recognized leader. Now I notice it says luminary leaders alumnus. How do you? Mm-hmm become that though if it's there's not a program when you age out <laughs> yeah oh. that was a pretty concrete decision i i got i don't know exactly when that was uh but i think it might have been just about a year ago and that was well we've got these people who are aging out uh, do we want to maintain this network of their experience uh, which is something they can offer the people who are entering the program or do we want to say goodbye <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it was decided that it would be a great idea to to maintain those those communities, and um, that's what happens when you 
become an adult. So. <laughs> okay, so that's for a certain age group then too, the luminaire leaders. Right. I mean, so you, I mean, you enter the program as, as you've done some form of leadership or you went to one of those schools and usually at that point you're, you're still in high school. Um, but then when you bridge out a community at GA or at your own uh, congregation um, or some local uh, you know, camp, <clears throat> then um, you are bridging into young adulthood um, and then you become a alum of the program and just a, a wider part of that network. Okay. So again, this is for then the youth. Ah, okay. All mm-hmm. right. That makes sense now. So what leadership skills did you develop inside of the luminary leaders? Well, like I mentioned before, um, so summer, summer seminary brought me to Luminary Leaders with a lot of people. And so after I kind of was developed already a little bit from summer seminary, um, I applied to the Luminary Leaders program. And that opened doors for me to be basically known all over the place. So I was contacted shortly after to um, participate as a committee member on the Service of the Living Tradition Worship Planning Committee. And so that was a really big deal because that's like the largest worship service every year that Unitarian Universalists hold. And then shortly after that, I was invited. Um, I think Carrie, Carrie, Carrie McDonald is really good at like roping people into leadership. Um, he shortly like thereafter contacted me about serving on the uh, Western Regional Subcommittee on Candidacy. And so basically luminary leaders really kind of opened the door for me to be able to serve in these different capacities and really help me to become more well-known in the Unitarian Universalist community. Stephen? I think that that was definitely an asset for me as well, some of, some of that networking, um, although I was also given those opportunities elsewhere. I think the biggest thing for me um, was once I kind of bridged out and became an alum of the program, I was given the opportunity within the past few months um, to be part of a welcoming team, which is uh, various youth and adults who are part of this program or alum through it um, are able to be part of a smaller team all across the U.S. um, that is given the names of those who are now new members to Luminary Leaders. So the most recent class of Summer Seminary, the most recent class of um, Multicultural Leadership School, which is now called Thrive Youth. And uh, then we were given the opportunity to to be introduced to these people and serve as a a resource to them. And uh, so like I have a constant Facebook group uh, chat that goes on. Gosh, there must be 13 youth in there. I mean, I'm given the... uh, uh, they're given my time um, in my ear. And so uh, if they're interested in chaplaining or interested in attending some sort of district event, or they would like to hear more about anything uh, concerning racial justice and Unitarian Universalism, I can then say, hey, here's what's going on. Or, hey, here's the Youth Caucus General Assembly application. I can help you out with that. And so it was really just a great opportunity to uh, share of, of, of my experience and my gifts uh, to help develop uh, our next few generations. Uh, religious uh, leadership. And uh, I think the other thing would be as part of that, um, there were other members of this program who are uh, sort of the face of uh, some of their summer seminary classes. Um, and they're, uh, I think Alex is a part of that as well. And we're given the opportunity to uh, also talk about those experiences, uh, you know, with something like this. Or um, recently I was interviewed for uh, giving a generosity and what it is to donate of your financial resources to um, the UUA. And so I think it's just kind of like what I said, we're given more opportunities to, to be a part of our, our wider leadership and to make sure that the, the younger voices uh, and principles are heard in this faith. Are there any areas that either of you are have a passion for? Well, um, 
I've had a long legacy of LGBTQ plus activism um, from my high school years and moving into college, I've really kind of helped to really develop programming there for um, like we recently did a trans awareness week where we did a bunch of different workshops and programs throughout the entire week, kind of to showcase and bring awareness to the trans community on campus. And so um, that's kind of a big part, I guess, of what I'm really passionate about and um, moving into that I, I'm considering right now becoming a military chaplain because of the the repeal of don't ask, don't tell leaves a lot of people needing kind of allies in that space, be it on the side where people are in support of the repeal of don't ask, don't tell, or people that are on the other side of don't ask, don't tell that really don't want people to be out and in the military. Mm-hmm. So that to me is a really interesting prospect for ministry to be able to minister to people that are both in a really, in a, in a really tender place where they need to be validated on either side of the coin with that. And so that's kind of what I see myself working towards right now. But I don't know, definitely. I mean, I'm passionate about a lot of different areas of, of justice work. I think for me, gosh, um, <laughs> that is, you know, sort of like the token question, right? Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess it, it kind of varies. But the, the three things that I often uh, bring to the table uh, in those conversations are one, uh, youth ministry, specifically for those of historically marginalized identity. And so offering an ally and an advisorship and guidance when, I, when it's appropriate <clears throat> in those communities um, and when it, and it is as a peer to my youth and young adult friends. Um, and then um, UA governance is uh, a space in which I have a lot of passion and uh, have spent a lot of time developing my leadership there, and, like currently serving on the UA nomination committee. I think third, um, and sometimes it seems to be the most important to me, is uh, pastoral care. Um, and that's somewhere I think where I naturally thrive, um, possibly because most of my uh, U leadership when I was younger was in uh, chaplaining um, to my local communities and youth communities, or perhaps maybe because that is a, a lot of uh, what uh, what's in my blood. My mother, uh, who's currently a Unitarian Universalist minister, has served as a chaplain in a lot of communities and is currently working on uh, becoming a, a trainer of chaplains and uh, is also a, a counselor for many years. Um, and I think it's really important that we hold space for, for all sorts of feelings and our uh, spiritual homes. And are either of you going to be involved in GA as far as presenting anything or doing anything there this coming year? Um, yes. We're, I know that I'm going to be um, holding a workshop we're still developing. It's the Interfaith Workshop. So that's kind of what I'll be helping lead. We're still going to put it together. There's going to be a bunch of different people. Um, we still have yet to really talk about finite details about it, but the idea is yeah, it's interfaith leadership from a young adult perspective. And so um, kind of how to show that leadership with wanting to build interfaith spaces as a young adult is kind of what the topic of the the workshop will be. So I'll, I'll be a part of that. All right, great. Steven, are you doing anything? Uh, I'm also a part of that workshop along with Alex and two other adults uh, and then I am uh, there's another leadership working uh, workshop um, and that's uh, leading the way developing new skills and building multi-generational community um, which is a uh, workshop oriented uh, towards a program of congregational and campus ministry that's currently being put together um, and uh, myself and a few other uh, youth and adults are doing an opportunity to kind of trial test this stuff with our own communities um, and then come to GA and talk about um, how that went and how to uh, share that experience with others. Um, and then, of course, I will be uh, co-chair of our General Assembly Right Relationship Team 
um, and working with a fantastic team to provide that space for our congregation and, and update them on the uh, constant uh, work that is going on and how to better be in right relationship with one another. So that's a job in and of itself, which I'm happy to have. All right, great. Uh, can you both tell me someone who has inspired you through your UU journey? Well, um, for myself, the the minister that just was settling at our congregation when I first joined in eighth grade. So basically, when I joined, the Reverend Jeremy Nichol came to our congregation, and he was he was a pretty young minister at the time too. But um, he was one of the, the first people I interviewed with the the paper I did in high school on becoming a minister. And so he was really supportive and um, he really kind of talked a lot of details with me about what that looks like and what that, what that will take and all of that stuff. And so that, that's kind of been really instrumental. And he's always contacted me about giving me opportunities at our congregation, like the uh, past service I led. And he's been really supportive anytime I need someone to talk to or if I need a letter of recommendation or any number of things, he's always been really fantastic. And he's such an inspiration just in um, all the different work that he does for our community. And um, it's fun to see him involved in different capacities um, in the Unitarian Universalist world as well. Like I run into him at GA sometimes. So I'd say that he's, he's had a pretty big impact on my, my life as a Unitarian Universalist. All right, great. And Stephen? I think it would be the Reverend Dr. Monica Cummings. Um, she served uh, as, uh, I think the first time I met her, she was serving as advisor to the Multicultural Leadership School event that I went to, the program that I went to. And uh, she was really able to awaken me to different parts of my identity um, and to my leadership. And at that point, I was uh, less mature and less developed in my leadership. And in the following year, she served as liaison um, for one of my subgroups on the Youth Ministry Advisory Committee. And then as just a mentor figure who I could reach out to pretty consistently. And uh, whenever we would uh, get together, she would make sure to walk me around and introduce me to uh, all the relevant big names and, and positions uh, and the people who are currently filling those that I might want to, to know. And so at the time, a lot of it was just rather overwhelming, uh, but pretty affirming. Um, and as I got older, I was able to lo- use a lot of those um, uh, network relationships and uh, um, experiences that I had with her to figure out uh, who, my, who would be my best mentor and who would be my best ally and uh, where could I offer my gifts. And so she was just a really strong person uh, who inspired me. Uh, and, and if nothing else, maybe to feel safe, um, which I think is really important to do for youth and adults and, and leadership. It's pretty easy to find yourself vulnerable uh, or confused. Um, when you're in uh, leadership capacities where, where your limits are uh, are being uh, tested. Mm, yes. Okay, great. And if you could uh, both share a inspirational quote and why that inspires you, that would be great. And Stephen, go ahead and go first. Sure. We are often called to do the difficult, if not the seemingly impossible. And it is vital to our spiritual growth that we not ignore these challenges. And that quote is by Janice Marie Johnson. I think that that quote is uh, really moving and inspiring for me because uh, it, it calls me, I think it calls our wider communities um, into being uh, aware about that which we, uh, which we struggle with and how it is uh, vital and necessary uh, for us to, uh, to keep those uh, pathways open uh, as often, I think, yeah, especially in spiritual communities, some of the most difficult challenges that we face are those of identity um, or those of, of justice work and standing up at the right moments and being in integrity with our principles. 
And that's really hard to do. It's really hard sometimes to, to uh, be in faith, be in love with your faith, and still uh, hold space for those challenges. And Alex? So my quote is from the Reverend Theodore Parker. Um, and it's kind of a long one. I do not pretend to understand the moral universe. The arc is a long one. My eye reaches but little ways. I cannot calculate the curve and complete the figure by the experience of sight. I can divine it by conscience. But from what I see, I am sure it bends towards justice. And for me, this is a, it's an inspiring quote because it, it plays to, a, I guess, a theological perspective of mine that as people, we are, we are called in different moments to act, in, in, to act with justice and to, to move towards that. And I, I guess that's just something that really sits well with being a Unitarian Universalist and seeing different movements come and go in, in, in our current country and in our world. I guess it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a promise that if we work for it, we will get there one day. And I guess that's kind of a, an optimistic message that I really like. So I, that's, that's why I picked this quote. And the last question I have for both of you, why is Unitarian Universalism as a religious denomination uniquely positioned to serve and impact society? Stephen, go ahead and go first. You know, when, when I first uh, uh, heard you say that, part of me uh, seems to think that we're not, that we are not uniquely positioned to do that. And that doesn't mean that we can't. And uh, I think that's because uh, I think all too often, um, as Unitarian Universalists, um, there are some parts of our historical identity that we struggle with, or, or some parts of our uh, principles that we uh, allow uh, to be vague or less defined uh, in the hopes that it widens our inclusivity or our, I don't know, just our, our ability to lead on relevant issues. So that's, that's my first reaction. <laughs> but I think as I, as I look deeper into it, I believe that the Unitarian Universalism definitely calls for a wide, um, oh, sorry, hold space um, for a wide, vast uh, range of people um, and, the, and their skills. And it calls them to be in a covenantal community um, and into uh, integrity with our principles. And I think that if Unitarian Universalism is able to further divine our understanding of uh, spirituality and uh, what our, our true calling is as a faith uh, amidst our sources, um, that we would be uh, well-suited uh, to bring those resources to a lot of different tables in the wider society of social work and politics and uh, religious institutionalism um, just because of our, our wide range of membership and how that includes folks from all walks of life um, who are uh, called into the work of owning what it is to mean a part uh, of those walks of life. So Christians, Buddhists, uh, Republicans, Democrats, and so on. I think we have some work to do <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's taking those steps forward uh, uh, as a wider uh, denomination. So, All right. And Alex? No, I mean, Stephen kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, I was going to say that, honestly, maybe not so unique, but we do have different aspects of our religious tradition that allows us to basically move towards and serve and impact society in different ways. And one of those ways is bringing a bunch of people that don't necessarily agree together into community. And I think that that's honestly one of the best ways to bring about more understanding. And of course, there's still plenty of work within our own religious tradition. We are by no means flawless and, and free of any errors. I mean, we, we need to definitely move towards moves towards bettering ourselves when we're, when, when we're working towards different things in, in our society. But I do think that if there was a unique thing that Unitarian Universalism has to offer, 
it's that idea that you can have a group of people together and that we're all in community together, even though we don't necessarily all agree the same. And I think that that wide range of perspectives really does wonders. But yeah, to echo what Stephen said, yeah, there's there's still much work to be done. Well, excellent. Well, thank you both uh, for coming on the show and sharing about the Summer Seminary Program and the Luminary Leaders Program. And good luck to you both in the future in your involvement in the UU community. Thank you, Sharon. You're well, thank you, Sharon. I was uh, glad to be part of this. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the UU Perspective Podcast. And you can check out the show notes and links to both Stephen and Alex at the UUperspective.com website. And again, thanks and a shout out to our from some of our Twitter followers, uh, Emmy and Reverend Melanie and the First UU Church of New Orleans. Thanks again for the support and all those retweets. And if you want to be a patron of the show and want to give a monthly pledge, you can go to patreon.com slash uuperspective. Your benefits will be extra bonus material that you'll get behind the scenes along with mentions within the show and also being listed amongst our supporters on our supporter page and a bunch more benefits too. You can take a look at that on the website page at patreon.com slash uuperspective. And you can also access that at our website. There's a button on the right-hand side of the page that you can just click on, and I'll take you straight there and give you the instructions. Thanks again for listening, and I really appreciate the fact that you take your time out of your day to listen, and we'll catch you next time on the UU Perspective. Thank you.